Hello and welcome to Visit Bentonville's A New American Town podcast. I'm your host, Stevie, and today's episode is sponsored by Austrails. Our guest is Mark Bray, founder and CEO of Airship Coffee. Welcome, Mark. Hi, Stevie. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for being here with us. Uh, it's going to be a fun time talking about coffee. Um, first, I want to talk about Airship Coffee's backstory. When and why was Airship created first? Well, the idea for a business was conceived on an airplane back in 2006 on the way back from a trip to Honduras. Um, my background's agriculture. Um, I was working with coffee growing communities in Honduras doing sustainable agricultural development work and um, realized that the communities I was working with were actually quite talented at growing, um, but their greatest challenge was access to the market. So um, shifted my focus over to trying to build a supply chain out of some very remote, faraway places. And um, that was the problem that I saw to, uh, to work on. And um, yeah, so 2006, um, dreamed up a plan to start importing green coffee from Honduras and um, didn't really have a necessarily a way to sell it just yet. <laughs> and, but um, knew that we could improve the lives of these communities just by gaining some access to the U.S. market. Um, yeah, so it started back in 2006 as an effort to create some market access for, for friends that we were working with down in Honduras. And what does the name Airship mean to you? Where did that come from? Well, you want the long version or the short version? Let's do the short one today. Okay. Um, that's kind of a fun story. Um, it started basically in 2006. I told you that I was um, working on setting up an importing company. And then 2008, it was time to import our first container, green coffee. And up until that point, I'd been just smuggling green coffee in suitcases, <laughs> you know, and um, it was time to legitimize the business. And so um, I had decided to become an entrepreneur and create a business. And if you've ever been through that process, you know, it's creative process and it's kind of nerve wracking. You've got to come up with an idea and it's got to mean something, you know, and um, I'd spent a lot of time sort of obsessing about what I wanted um, to call the business and what, what the name was going to be. Anyway, um, rewind. So that was around 2008 when I needed to legitimize the business. Rewind to like, it was, it was in June of 2000. I lived in Fayetteville. We were driving up uh, Razorback Road, look out the window, and it's just me, my wife Amber, my daughter Rainy, and she points out the window and she says, da blimp, da blimp. And so she looks up and sees this blimp flying around uh, Bud Walton Arena. And um, at the time, we thought, this is really cool. I can't believe she knows what that is. And so my wife uh, bought this Christmas ornament to commemorate that little special moment. And so for eight years at Christmas time, this Christmas ornament went uh, onto the tree and then packed it back up and back into the attic and then back down every year and onto the tree. And so 
Anyway, um, here we are in 2008 trying to come up with a name. I had been on the internet way too long trying to figure out what I wanted to call this. And it was time to do the tree trimming, the, the annual, you know, put the ornaments on the tree, um, Christmas music playing, cookies, milk, all the things, right? And I'm still in there obsessing on the computer. My wife comes in there and she's actually holding that ornament in her hand. And she's like, are you still trying to figure this thing out? I was like, yeah, I'm still doing it. And anyway, um, she said, well, what about this? And she was holding that ornament. And uh, I said, well, I don't think Dub Limp is that good of a <laughs> name. <laughs> and so um, she was like, no, but everyone knows what this is. Your own two-year-old daughter knew what this was, you know? And I thought, he got a point there. That's, that's pretty recognizable. It's iconic, you know? And so I went on and I started studying and uh, researching airships. And there's just this rich history of the man's first flight and trying to, you know, get off the ground and... Um, there was these pioneers of flight who were getting in these giant balloons that were attached to a basket and just kind of going up wherever the wind blows, you know. And Sounds crazy when you put it like that. Yeah, <laughs> sounds a little risky, doesn't it? And, um, anyway, it was it really resonated with me as far as like some of the sort of uh, pioneering supply chains that we were building out of the mountains of Honduras. We didn't know what we were doing. We were just sort of like working our way through a process, you know, and um, so I really appreciated that, um, meaning that was behind it. And so I actually sent that to a friend of mine who was a really great marketing guy. And I said, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. And he fired back. Yep. That's it. Go with it. So that's how we got the name. It was actually created eight years before the business. Oh, wow. By a two year old. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. So. Guess when you put it in perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so fast forward 15 years later, as if it's that easy at the snap of a finger. Um, Now we have Airship Coffee. And how many locations do you have now? So we currently have four locations plus our roastery here in Bentonville. So four locations here in Bentonville. And where are those at? So we have our original cafe that is uh, at our roastery over on Southeast Fifth Street. And uh, we opened that in 2018. And we've been roasting there since about 2012. And um, there really wasn't a lot happening on that street at that time, but it was pretty quickly after that, that, you know, the momentary came up, um, meteor coffee showed up, um, blue seafood restaurant. And so all of a sudden we had this active, vibrant, um, little commercial area. Oh yeah. Right down that little corridor. Yeah. So the timing ended up working out really well. And like I said, we'd been roasting there for five or six years prior to that. And people had been kind of knocking on the doors, coming up and trying to buy coffee. And so we decided, well, we might as well just make a tasting room type experience. And um, we opened the doors and people came and they liked it. So Amazing. And then you kept growing. Yeah. You know, it seems like when you do something, you put your heart into it, you do something well, people like it more opportunities present themselves. And um, the next one came about um, kind of in an odd time because we opened Kohler, Airship at Kohler, right in the middle of the pandemic. It was in November of 2020 when we opened. Um, so that is up and running and doing fantastic. Um, but that was a really kind of absurd 
proposition, to be honest with you. Like, um, people were like, you're opening a coffee shop in the woods. Like, you can't drive to it. You have to walk or ride your bike. And we're like, yep, that's what we're doing. Um, so uh, we've got Kohler, and it's a little bit different vibe. It's, like I said, coffee shop in the woods. There's no internet. It's a place to kind of unplug, chill out, um, read a book, have a coffee, hang out with friends, um, relax a little. Um, so yeah, that's Kohler. And then, um, we started our construction process pretty quickly after that on, uh, airship at the pump house and along the way threw in airship at ledger about the same time, just opened it in January of this year and then got a pump house open in, uh, May. I think all your locations are, uh, they share one thing in common. Well, probably multiple things in common, but the one thing that I always feel when I go to one of the airship locations, it's just so peaceful. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Even if there are people or kids running around or dogs at the at the Kohler location, it's just peaceful. And I have a secret, Mark. Yeah? I don't that? even drink coffee. <laughs> that just represents an opportunity to me. That's that's a fair point. Um, but all my friends drink coffee and I ride at Kohler all the time, so we'll always stop at airship and all your locations are just cozy and peaceful well even if you don't drink coffee we have something else for that's you. right yeah. yeah lots of teas and even cocktails and some snacks yeah absolutely all those things all right so i feel like that's a good segue now i want to talk about airship and its involvement in cycling um what is your involvement in the cycling community like you mentioned you have the location at kohler there's a pump track at the pump house location um what else you got yeah, you know, it's just always sort of been right there with us along the way. Um, I don't think we, we don't really think of it as like collaborating with bikes or um, being intentional from a marketing standpoint. It's just sort of woven into the DNA. It's if you start a business in this town, it you need to be considering that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just... You know, I guess one story I could tell um, that might give a little bit of insight. It's always, it was back in 2010, 2011, and uh, my wife and I, we live over by Thomas Jefferson Elementary, close to Park Springs Park. And um, I looked out the window and I saw a little track hoe over there, like building trail. And we had, you know, always walked through those woods and, and gotten over to the park from there and enjoyed that. But we were like, Hey, what's happening? And we saw this guy and he's working on a backhoe. And we went over there and talked to him. It's like, what are you doing? He's like, and he said, uh, I'm building trails. I was like trails. He's like, yeah, mountain bike trails. And it was, it was actually Woody who owns progressive trail design. And, and so that was way back when and I thought, Oh wow, that's really cool. We're going to have a trail right across the street, you know? And so, Honestly, from then on, it was just go. And there were trails going up everywhere. And like I said, we started, we were roasting coffee over on 5th Street. And the Greenway runs right behind us. Mm -hmm. And back then, there just wasn't quite as much activity on the Greenway. But we started seeing more and more people come to the parking lot on their bikes and make their way over to 5th Street. And then, like I said, other businesses started popping up along 5th and more people were using the Greenway to access commercial services. 
And so we were just like, wow, okay, this is a really strong connection to our location. And then we opened, uh, a friend of mine opened a, a bike maintenance shop out of the back of our roastery. And so that was his kind of membership-based bike business. And and that was servicing these the community who was coming through that area. And it just, it just fit. It just worked really well. Um, and then it was maybe uh, three years ago, had the opportunity to partner on a bike rack business. And so we ha- currently house a bike rack business in our roastery warehouse over on 5th Street. Um, we do local manufacturing for commercial bike racks. And um, so that's that's been a part of, of our experience as well. Um, and then, I mean, Kohler is just like embedded in a 300-acre mountain bike park. And so, that, you know, that's a very strong connection just to the community there. But really, our thing and what we're doing is is trying to make a place where people feel welcome and that includes anybody that includes whether you're riding a bike or pushing a stroller or rollerblading through the neighborhood it doesn't really matter it just happens that it it makes a lot of sense to position yourself near trail because our community is moving more and more towards using trail to get around Mm -hmm. Active transportation is a um, growing in popularity here, most definitely. Yeah. And Mark, are you a cyclist yourself? Do you like to ride bikes? I do. Yes. I, I really love it. Yeah. Um, I've I've always appreciated, um, you know, just being able to get on a bike and go. But I loved riding a bike as a kid. I mean, I was really good at it as a kid, but I didn't have access to all the things we have access now. Mm-hmm. I grew up doing more conventional sports, football, basketball, baseball, that kind of stuff. And we would have to, like, you know, make ramps out of the dirt pile <laughs> at the construction site, you know, to have to, to, to jump our bikes on and things like that. And um, and so it's just amazing to live in this community where you've just got phenomenal trail everywhere you look. And so um, my wife and I made a decision early on that we really didn't want to um, travel around and go 100 different directions with our kids, following different sports and different interests and activities and we were searching for what's the one thing that we could do together as a family um, and our kids could take with them for a lifelong experience. And cycling's it. I mean, you know, it's something that you can be competitive and you can take it all the way to the professional level or you can just enjoy it. You can also use it as transportation. I mean, it's just extremely versatile as a as a form of transportation but also just like as a hobby and an interest mm-hmm. um so it made a lot of sense and so we're all in we we um we started going to races and taking our kids to races and um, had that experience and go travel around the state travel around the country camp out bike race come back it's just a lot of fun it's a great way to spend time together and in what ways has Airship Coffee supported the cycling and outdoor community? Do you ever do like event sponsorships or donate coffee or gift cards? Yeah, we've done a lot of that. Um, we sponsor athletes. Um, we have, um, over the last five years, sponsored 10 or 12 different athletes who are racing at the pro level. Um, 
we've sponsored a couple junior development teams. Um, like I said, it's a big part of what we do as a family. And so that makes a lot of sense for us to, you know, use our business to help promote that. Totally. Um, so, so yeah, and we get requests for donations all the time and we love to provide wherever we can. But back to that, what I said earlier, it's our, our sort of inherent give back is, is making a place where people can come use the space, um, have events that maybe support their organization or their cause, but also just collaborate, communicate, share ideas. And that's what coffee shops have always been really good at. And so that's what we want to focus on is, is being that kind of uh, place where that can happen. Mark, what do you want cyclists who come to Bentonville to visit to know about Airship Coffee? Um, I, you know, I guess I just wanted to know that um, they're welcome um, and that we've built a place here for them. And do you have any big seasonal items right now? Hmm. Um, you know, our baker, Pat, is making this chocolate croissant that seems to have people in quite a frenzy right now. <laughs> so um, you might want to check that one out. It's at uh, Airship at the Pump House. Perfect. I will check that out next time I head up that way. That sounds delicious. Um, what do you hope the future of Airship Coffee looks like? Well, our, our vision for the business is a sustainable business that's taking care of all the people that work in it and uh, having a positive impact in our community. So it's really, you know, we don't have like this global domination sort of vision for our business. We really are quite satisfied with having success locally and making uh, enough money to provide for the people that work in it. So we want to see our people thrive that, that work with us. We want people to feel secure that, you know, if, if they, their car needs new tires, they have the money to buy that. And um, so really it's just simple improvements of life and creating benefit. Um, and, you know, Bentonville is just a wonderful place to live. Um, and so our goal is to just make that more possible for hardworking, good people. That's beautiful, Mark. Oh, that was lovely. Uh, where can people find you online? You have a website, social media. Yeah, airshipcoffee.com is our website, and Instagram is our primary uh, tool for sharing ideas and social media. And you, you guys just did uh, some rebranding. Is that correct? Did yeah, I notice that? Yeah, we did. We sure did. That's been a lot of fun, and we have a lot more um, fun things in store that we'll be uh, rolling out over the coming months. Okay, Easter egg. Okay, yeah. a little hint, hint. <laughs> Right. Need Fantastic. a reason to come back. Yeah, exactly. Well, Mark, thank you so, so much for joining on today's episode of Visit Bentonville's A New American Town podcast. And thanks to you, our listeners, for tuning in. Be sure to follow Airship Coffee, Oz Trails, and Visit Bentonville on social media. We'll see you out on the trails with a cup of coffee. <laughs>